0: Hi, and a very warm welcome from me, Phil Parker, and over there, Helen. Say hi, Helen.
1: Hello there.
0: Uh, we're uh, practitioners from the Lightning Presses team in London, and uh, we're covering some questions uh, that often get asked us. And today, the question that Helen has been asked a lot this week, and over the period of months, and so have I, is about sleep. Um, sleep being uh, obviously a really important thing, we all know that. And also, if anyone's had any kids or done night shifts or had you know motorway traffic or building works next to them, they'll know that if you don't sleep, it's disastrous. It's exhausting. It damages your health and people who are on on shifts, uh, you know, which have night shifts and strange shifts, have a a reduced lifespan. It's really not very good for you. Uh, It becomes very difficult to concentrate if you can't sleep. It's very restorative, you know, it helps your immune system boost and so on and so forth. It's very good for for your nervous system. So, we can talk about sleep. Um, Sleep in terms of, um, you know, anyone getting to sleep, but also particularly fatigue issues. Um, stress issues. So, Helen, what's what's the commonest question you get asked about sleep? <laughs> uh,
1: the commonest thing is people, when they try to sleep, then their thoughts start wandering to everything that's worrying them, all of the problems that are going on, everything that's that's really not conducive to a great night's sleep starts off. And the problem is, is the more they try to get to sleep, and the more they try harder the faster and faster and louder and louder this voice gets. So um, I think that's usually the main one is, is how can they just quieten that in order to just drift off and have a good night's sleep?
0: And and the physiology of this is quite interesting in that uh, we have our nervous system, which is uh, volitional. So the things we're in charge of, like I choose to pick up these post-it notes I'm choosing to do that. And then as the, uh, unconscious or uh, autonomic part of nervous system which is like uh, swallowing sweating changing your heart rate and of course sleep falls into that part of the system that's that's one of the intriguing things about it it's something we all do but most people have no idea how you do it because it's an unconscious response it's kind of weird. Um, that part of the nervous system has two parts, which Helen will know all about. One is the sympathetic, which is the part that's very, very busy. I don't know why it's called sympathetic. There's nothing very sympathetic about it, but it's it's very, very busy. Its job is to, to deal with threats, and it, and it keeps us alert, keeps us looking for, for danger, gets our body ready to run, changes our physiology in all sorts of interesting ways, and suppresses our immune system if we do too much of it. Then we've got the other bit, which is the lovely, floaty, parasympathetic. And this uh, does exactly the opposite. Its job is to calm us down, to make us feel relaxed, to feel safe, to heal, to digest, all those kind of things. And, of course, to sleep. And this is the problem you're talking about. If you get stressed about not sleeping, which is kind of a reasonable thing to do, it wakes up this part of our brain, which is not the part that does all the lovely sleepy bits. And so that's, that's one of the things we've got to do is find a way to stop this and encourage that if we want to sleep. Other questions people have about sleep, particularly around fatigue you were talking about?
1: Yeah, I think a, a lot of our clients, especially those with fatigue issues, can sleep forever. You know, they can sleep for hours and hours and hours and hours but they wake up feeling as rubbish as when they went to bed. Uh, which again they're not getting that lovely restorative sleep it's just very very fatiguing
0: and it kind of tricks them into thinking that they need more sleep because that's what you'd think you know i don't feel rested after that sleep i must need some more sleep but of course the problem is when they're sleeping they're not they're not getting the parasympathetic Restorative sleep, they're still getting the disturbed sleeps. And it's one of the very key diagnostic symptoms of chronic fatigue and ME is unrefreshing, unreplenishing sleep, along with post-exertional malaise. But it's a very, very common symptom you get with lots of people. So what to do? What to do about it, Helen? What should we do about not sleeping?
1: I think the first thing is to, to look at your sleep routine and try and get it into some sort of balance. Because, you know, whether you're sleeping and sleeping and sleeping and sleeping, you're not having any daytime to actually use your energy in a good way. But equally, um, if one night you go to bed at midnight and the next night you go to bed at 8 p.m. and the next night you go to bed at 3 in the morning, your body's not getting a chance to actually get a good routine. So I think the more you can, I know it can be difficult if you've got children and if you've got... You know, you work shifts and things, but as much as possible, try and get yourself into some sort of easy routine around sleep. And that will just help you to to build a good pattern with it.
0: Yeah, so you're talking about routines, which is good. And, of course, there's another problem with sleep, isn't it, which is not just getting off to sleep, but waking up in the middle of the night and not being able to go back to sleep. So with that, routines are a little bit more tricky. Um So what do you recommend for people who wake up and go, I can't get back to sleep?
1: I think first and foremost is trying to quieten and and calm yourself down as much as possible. So um, you can do some things like some deep breathing exercises where you focus your attention on your breathing as opposed to whatever else is going on. And that will really help to calm everything down. Um, I think that's the, the, the first thing that you could do. That's a very simple
0: technique. Okay. The other thing, of course, again, is when people... Uh, wake up in the middle of the night and can't go back to sleep. It's like exactly what happens when people go and can't get back to sleep to start with when they go to bed. In that you lie awake at night. You've woken up at three. You're like, oh, this is so annoying. I'm awake. I can't, can't get. I've got to get back to sleep. I need to get back to sleep because if I don't, I'm going to be stressed and tired the next day, and and then they start thinking about all the problems that will come. And once again, we get into this busy, busy, busy part of our sympathetic nervous system, which produces adrenaline, which keeps us awake that's what, you know so if you're a long distance lorry driver or you're a you're a soldier you'll take uh, stuff you know back in the days to take amphetamines that's what that's what it was designed for to keep people awake to keep them going because it speeds up your parasympathetic nervous system but of course that way of talking and worrying is not conducive so years ago i read a book um and i adopted an exercise from this book uh, about how you deal with those thoughts. Now, you talked about repetitive thoughts, to do lists, very, very common. Part of the problem is in, in, in the stillness that we have when we're trying to get to sleep, it's like our brain goes, Oh, hold on a minute, these are the things you haven't thought about during the busy day, and starts to reel off this list of undone jobs. And so